Welcome to today's Bible study, 365 daily Bible reading. Let's go ahead and pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Good morning. I pray that we find you in good spirits, fresh, <clears throat> bright eye, bushy tail, ready to jam and hit the day, and join your work, your life. Thank you so much for listening in today. And now I need to know, where did we leave off at? Luke chapter 18, verse 1 to 17. And good morning to you, woman. Oh, <laughs> good morning, everyone. Good morning, all. God bless you. It's raining over here. And we're it's cuddle- cold. We're cuddling. and It's cold. We're having coffee. And <clears throat> we're excited. About, I'm excited about Luke chapter 18, verse 1. It's one of my favorites of the Bible. Uh, just Luke chapter 18 is, is one of my favorites. Amen. I just like to quote um, Caleb when he said in the Old Testament, he said, I am strong now as I was when Moses sent me on that journey, and I can still travel and fight as well as I could then. He was comparing himself from 25 years old, and now he's 85. Again, Everybody repeat after me. Say, I am strong now. I am strong now. As I was when Moses sent me on that journey. As I was when Moses sent me on that journey. I can still travel and fight as well as I could. I can still travel and fight as well as I could. Amen. Amen. All right. Reading of Luke 18, 1 through 17 says, One day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Coincidence, huh? Amen. Again, one day Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. So our victory and our success is in our prayers. There was a judge in a certain city. He said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Then the Lord said, Learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on the earth who have faith? Amen. Let's go ahead and stop right there. Yes, uh, I agree. <clears throat> okay, let's, let, me, let me, excuse me, let me read the other verse. It says, Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness mm. and scorned everyone else. Oh, oh, that's a different story. Two men went to pray. Let me, might as well finish it. 
Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee, and the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else, for I don't cheat, I don't sin, and I don't commit adultery. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dare not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow, saying, O God, God, O God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humble, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Okay, we'll stop right there at that reading. Amen. Let's talk about the the two two things. Everybody needs justification in a nutshell before God. So some of us, we need to uh, ask God to forgive us on a daily basis because we feel bad. We just automatically feel bad. You know, uh, some days we just, so we just thank God. And and sometimes he'll touch our hearts and make us feel pleasant, feel good, feel at ease that I succeeded in my prayers. I feel, I feel forgiven. You know, that hasn't happened in a long time. But, you know, uh, sometimes it's good to cleanse yourself by asking God's justice right there and then. <clears throat> You know, oh, what I usually say, oh, God, please forgive me. I, I am an unprofitable servant. And you say, aren't you going to extremes, Fernando? <laughs> well, no, not for me, because I was way too proud, too arrogant, too Pharisee. Mm-hmm. That's for me. I was too, I hurt too many, myself, others, family members. Uh, you know, I was a mocker, conniver, brawler. Sinister, mutiny on the bounty, arsonist. Me, why don't you show me the resume before we married? <laughs> Since you're going on and on, baby. <laughs> but let's talk about the one that's uh, the hardest thing for us to really believe if prayer makes yeah. makes a change because we have the law and the appropriate etiquette to approach God. But over here, it seems like the, the lady was just the matter has to be just in itself in order for God to, to if I'm asking God to, to, to pray and, and asking him to give me something that I have not earned, see, it's not, it doesn't weigh properly. Right. Did I earn it? Is it available to me? So we have to ask in, in, in balance, a balance, what we think it's justice. I think so in order to go to God and pray for this. Like I used to pray for a wife and so forth. And then, you know, the the fine thing is that you get your house in order, like the Bible says. That you get your your real estate in order. So it says for you to, in other words, to get your profession in line, have your income coming in, build a house, and then it says establish a home. See, that's the proper etiquette the Bible has. And then so many of us, blow, Lord, I need a word. 
was that? Sounds like a wolf, baby. <laughs> okay, babe. Yeah, so I really love this chapter because, you know, here's a woman who day in and day out wanted justice and she kept persistently coming in asking that unjust judge to give her justice from her adversary, okay? And he got tired of it. So he answered her. He didn't believe in God and he just gave her what she wanted. So I think what what Jesus is, is illustrating here is, look, how much more your heavenly father wants to give you justice and he'll do it speedily, okay? Uh, one translation says speedily. This says quickly, but I like speedily. I love that. But he is saying here, "Will I, you know, will I when this when I come back, will I find the same kind of faith here on this earth?" I mean, that to me matters. Again, we're going back to faith is the way God Jesus answers. He tells it when He's healed the people, and now He's saying. When I come back, what am I going to find? Am I going to find a, a person who's just sitting there like, oh my God. No, you got to be persistent in prayer and you got to take it. If Jesus supplied it, you have to take it. And um, because you're, you know, how much more will your heavenly father want the best for his his daughter or his son? So that's why I like this. And I believe that, you know, don't stop don't stop because you don't see nothing yet happening god is always working on your problem but begin to praise him for what the problem is and and just thank him thank you god if it's a legal issue thank you god you're 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 the one who surrounds me with favor i thank you for your justice providing justice just like you did for this persistent widow here in in chapter 18 lord your word it says the unjust judge granted granted her her uh what she was asking for how much more will you father god you just start speaking the word of god and taking it and making it your own but i think what i also want to point out is you know just in little ways for me you know we can read the news and we can get gloom and doom or we can read the news and say you're justice god for this situation you're a god of justice bring your justice forth you know um I think just yesterday there was two situations that were happening where the 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 people the the people that shot people or whatever were out loose and there was a man manhunt for these people and you know I just lightly under my breath I'll say God your justice capture the person bring your justice you know and before I know it I see in the news the suspect has been caught I mean those are little ways we can use our our influence in prayer it's not a long prayer i'm just asking god hey bring forth your your god see god is a god of justice and these things are not going to go overlooked make no mistake he's got the angels out there orchestrating to bring in the fix the problem for the people that have been hurt so you know just it's okay asking god bring your justice god god you know like you said earlier the balance is you know they got to be like even and once they start tipping higher in the wrong direction, no, God will bring it back to the, you know, no one gets away with, with wronging one of God's children. No one, no one. Anyway, that's that's why I like this chapter so much because she doesn't give up. She doesn't quit until she gets her answer from heaven. Okay. 
and and sometimes whatever you're going through is is takes a little longer to get it get it done because God is working everything for good that's why he's causing the thing the right people to line up for you I've seen it with my own eyes I've experienced it with my own eyes and let me tell you um, I'm not going to go into a lot of details but it was a seven-year case against my niece who was accused of murder and they were trying to do this and because of prayer quickly quickly she got avenged and got her justice quickly and it was through god so i will never forget that and i prayed and prayed i mean th that case got me to praying and to seeing the breakthrough happen before my very eyes and it was god and so that is why I love this scripture. I've yeah, seen it. I really it. enjoyed uh, witnessing all that too because the cases were so heavily stacked against her. Yes. And she was in the room when that happened. And then you had an attorney that looked at it and he cost way too much, but he did give us his opinion. He said, this is a bunch of nonsense right. that they're trying to pin her on, right. you know, just because she was in the room. Actually, it was a party. Yeah, it was... And she's happened to be at the wrong place, wrong, wrong time. time. And, uh, but you know, she's, uh, justice was served. She served yeah. some time in there for yeah. being there, being wrong. You know, whatever it was. Not a lot of time. Whatever it was, it was enough. And now she's got two children yeah. and she's at home helping the right. parents and right. so forth. So, um, yeah, you talk about a persistent widow. Anna was just prophesying, heaven. praying. But let's move Declaring. on right here. Yeah. Um, so let's get back to the subject. The subject matter is prayer and and uh, persistent. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best ways to, to uh, for us Christians that are born again is to get on your our knees and say, Daddy, I thank you. You know, I need this new vehicle and I see myself in it and I give you the praise and the thanksgiving, Lord God. It doesn't have... So what we do is we throw our faith and our justified needs that he will meet all our needs mm -hmm. Amen. according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. That if we seek first the kingdom of God oh, and his righteousness, yes. we qualify. All these things will be added to you. Is my imagination and what I need in a justice system. I said, Lord, I need this thing. And God has provided. We yeah. needed a bigger house with a two-car garage. We got it. Mm -hmm. We needed a vehicle to pick up stuff and deliver stuff. We got it. We needed an extra vehicle. To go to Sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, you know. <laughs> so now, what's the imagination, folks, is not going through, oh, poor me, and imagine the poor me reason. God says, if, if you see it, and believe it, the more we pray in seeing ourselves there, justified, past tense, is where the problem's at. We dwell too much on the negative side of, of the of the why we should have it, trying to play God ourselves on a justice system. God already knows what we need, need. so we need to imagine ourselves in that place that we want God to do it and have joy in it. By the time you do it four or five times, you're just going to start to believe halfway that you're there already. There comes a point where you start believing and you have joy and you say, wow, that's a small thing for God to do. When you get those feelings, you're almost there. You're in persistent 
prayer. How do I know this? Well, read the book on how the guy put that 800,000 member church together. Young Cho. Yong Hee Cho. He said, God told him to build a church that sends 10,000 people. He hawked his house. He moved into the empty place. They devalued the money in South Korea. They're burning wood on empty apartments there in the building, trying to stay warm, him and his family. And he feels like suicide. He feels like jumping out. He said he took the mortgage on his house to start everything. Everything goes wrong. And he kept... He's persisting prayer. And they said he was praying and all of a sudden it hit him from heaven. He was seeing the church how it should be, imagining. And all of a sudden he said the $5 million that he needed, they fell down from heaven into his hand and they felt like pebbles in his hand, folks. See, that's that's what your our imagination and getting a dream from God and believing, believing that dream. And it has to be... Way out of our ability to do it when God tells us to, to do something. So he'll give you dreams and flashes in the future or where you should be. And so that's that's why we have our work cut out, using our imagination. Every, anyway, um, let me read you what the uh, this beautiful Bible says, the New Living Testament says about that. Uh, many of us have experienced injustice in the hands of some authority figure. This story contains God to, to the unfair judge. This story contrasts, excuse me, contrasts God to the unfair judge. It makes the point that even if life is unfair, at least God is fair. If even an unjust judge will answer the pleas of a persistent widow, how much more will a just God respond to those in need who pray to him in faith? When trials and challenges make it seem as if life is unfair, we can still trust God to deliver us. Seeking God in prayer requires patience and persistence, but it always pays off in the end. Yes, amen, I believe. And let's talk a little bit about the Pharisee and the tax collector. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. In this one, in these verses did not have an accurate, the Pharisee did not have an accurate self-procession. He looked upon himself as better than others. Yes. His pride hindered his ability to see himself or others as God did. He is a good example of what we are like when we refuse to see the truth. Most of, us, most of us are guilty of ignoring our own sins by pointing a hypocritical finger at someone worse off than we are. Some of us have hidden behind the respect we command in our communities. God sees the heart and will reward us or forgive us, heal us, aid us in spiritual growth according to our humbleness of faith, humble faith. The tax collector in this story with humble and honest self-awareness was well on his way to true spiritual renewal. The Pharisees were headed for spiritual disaster. <coughs> I may want to point out that the tax collector was getting jeered and ridiculed by all his loved ones for being a tax collector. So in other words, he thanked God for being a tax collector and getting bombarded, and that was and God gave him a ticket to heaven for being obedient and thanking God for a bad thing. Okay? That was a classic illustration. The other guy was saying, I already have a ticket to heaven. I don't have right, to right. Well, and, 
That's the reason you want to thank God to purge the heart and the mind and the soul that you don't know it all. Right. I don't have this righteousness and justice thing, so I stay humble. I become the eternal newcomer, the eternal student. We're always learning, so we keep that door open. Yeah, you know, I, I just go back to the book of Luke again, and the theme that I'm seeing through the chapters is, you know, who makes it in and who doesn't. And this is kind of clear here. It says um, that the tax collector, you know, admitted he was a sinner, okay? Because the, the um, yeah, because the Pharisee said, I don't sin, I don't cheat, I don't do this, I don't do that, okay? It, you know, if you approach many people and just ask the question if they're going to heaven or not, they may not know. Or they'll say, well, I'm a good person. I don't do adultery. I don't cheat my neighbor. I don't, you know, all these I don'ts. That's self-righteousness. Okay, that's you saying your 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 self has made you righteous. In this case... Uh, very good point. I, I didn't know it was coming, but okay. So then, um, so the so the tax collector being humbled... He's praying in a different manner as if, you know, Lord, I am a sinner. You know, and that is when we admit that we are not perfect, like you said, we don't know it all. You know, God works with that. And we look to him for his for his righteousness because seek first his righteousness and all these things will be added. But at the same time, you know, the blood of Jesus in this new covenant we're in has if you are if you're if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ you will be saved by his blood. His shed blood is what caused that. You know, without the, the scripture says, without the, the, the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Amen. So we don't have to work for it like the Pharisees were working for it. You know, we just have to say, you know, follow Jesus and learn about him and, you know, just ask for his wisdom and the things that are available to help you have that abundant life here on this earth. So now... Um, I'm just, I'm just thinking that, you know, we, we are going to make mistakes. We are going to fall short. We're going to be in traffic. We're going to get mad and maybe cuss or flip somebody off. Is that what you do? No, I I don't do it. I (laughs) I don't flip anybody off. I'm not a believer. Come on. Not yet. (laughs) I don't flip every You're going to be driving 300 miles. Yeah. So, but no, I, I've learned like if I'm in traffic, just back away, back away. I wouldn't, I did, wouldn't have done that before. It can happen. Anything can happen. Okay, we so can lose our. Okay, I'm just. Shape. Yeah. It can happen. So anything can happen. I'm just saying that. We can. We can. Fly I'm gonna. When I miss the mark, because I'm going to miss the mark. That's okay. what I'm saying. Humbleness is anything can happen, and I'm not sure yeah. if I will do it or not. Right. You see. I mean, you know, the enemy can come around and try to tempt you to do it, go in that direction, and it can, because you know, you'll know. Yeah, you'll he'll know. hit you. He'll hit you. He'll yeah, hit you you'll know. You have so, a choice. You know. Ah, yeah. Sorry, babe. Yeah, so now, you know, um, when a situation rises up and I respond the wrong way, I got to take it back to Jesus and say, I, you know, Bingo. Jesus, I missed the mark. I repent from that. Thank you. I thank him. Thank you, Jesus. That's covered under the blood. Your work was enough to cover that problem. Okay, now I get into self-righteousness, not like a Pharisee did, but if I start to condemn myself, now I'm plain savior because you're not acknowledging that Jesus did it for you. So that's very important point. I just want to bring, bring up, 
You know, don't condemn so yourself. How do you not condemn yourself? How do you stop the condemnation? I thank God that he saved me. Thank you, God, that's covered under the blood. Thank you that I responded that way. Thank yeah. you for my emotions Amen. that caused Amen. that. You don't say like, uh, thank you, God, I did that? No, huh? Yeah, well, I yeah. mean, that's kind of the same thing. You know, I come in repentant. a problem that pushed you to <clears throat> repentance. Huh? Yeah. So, but I always, I want to, I don't want to be like, I just want to be acknowledging Jesus's work at the cross at all times. Amen. Thank you. That's covered by the blood, Lord. You know, because I can sit there and I can sell it. Oh Lord, I messed up again. And and the devil likes you. I don't forgive. I didn't forgive again. You know, look at me. I'm not a forgiver. And look at what's, you know, that's halting. I can wallow in that. You know, yeah. I don't want to wallow That'd too be much. Your own savior, yeah, right I, yeah, I don't want to wallow. I want to take it and say, Jesus, you know, you paid the price for that. What I just did, thank you. Amen. And that's a way of that's thanking healthy, them. Healthy. Thank you for being my deliverer of this unforgiveness. Thank you for being the deliverer of of this uh, resentment I have inside. I even say, thank you, Jesus. I see. I still have something inside of there that's wrong. You know, uh, yesterday was a good example when you know. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, I have to go and take it to the throne of Jesus and say, thank you, you did this for me. Uh, you know, like I this, just... this morning I had promised myself that I would, we are in this keto idea, you know, we eat at 11 o'clock in the morning, you know, uh, fast for so many, and I, there was a piece of bread, and I asked my wife not to leave pieces of bread hanging around, this little biscuit, and she, <laughs> sure enough and now how do i change well i you know i i how do i change well i'll take it to extremes and, and act like thank you god i did that but really i need to really drive it home by by getting on my knees and thanking god i i didn't stick to my plan right this way if I'll have to do that eight times, every time I mess up, I'll get on my knees and thank God that I'm a misfit and get in there. Now my body's going to say, well, I better not touch it. This guy's going to have to go get on his knees and pray for this little hundred calories right here. You know, he's sticking to his diet. So what happens? I discipline my flesh. Yes. The problem is the flesh. Yeah. The spirit is intact. It's right. praising God, yeah, praising yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can be all jolly and everything, but my flesh still is the little child. Well, let me, children, let me uh, read about the next one. Prayer can be a spiritual discipline that develops childlike faith in our lives. It may be prayer that one day makes us fit for the kingdom of Jesus, and prayer needs a problem to pray. Or uh, it may be a, a problem that one day makes us fit for the kingdom of Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter in. Yeah, you know, um, that's a great scripture. We're uh, going to read it in a minute. That we closed on. Amen. So here's another one. Children are naturally trusting, right? Mm, yeah. And God wants our relationship with him to be driven by that kind of simple trust. Yes. Any other kind of faith is inappropriate and ineffective. Childlike faith is a gift from God that may take time for him to restore in us, okay? Mm -hmm. Especially if we have been hurt by others. God desires our childlike faith in him 
so that he can usher us into the abundant life he has for us. If, if this faith is hindered because of past hurts, we need to release these to God and ask him to make our hearts childlike once more, once again. I remember when I was a child, I asked my dad for a bike and we had, there was five of us. And they looked at me like I was, I was number four. You know, my dad was drinking, brawler and so forth. And I said, dad, get on a bicicleta. I want a bike. I want a bike. <laughs> and I was persistent on that. Yeah, he bought yeah. me a brand new yeah, bike. Yeah. And everybody was amazed. They didn't, you know. So that one right there is the same application we are today. Daddy. Yeah. I stepped on a nail and it's hurting and it's hurting. And, you know, and, and finally about the ninth month, I did all I could. I didn't put more pressure. I didn't cuss at it. I didn't. I didn't make the situation. I talked to my foot like it was the best friend. I love you. God bless you. I need you. You're good. You've been with me at these basketball games we played as a kid. And I kept talking good. And then mm -hmm. finally, one day in the ninth month, it, the, it went away. The nerve just healed itself. Mm. A miracle happened. Yeah. We've miracles, seen many of those. Yeah. Miracles happen when we talk to the parts of our body and we... And talk to them. Say, I need you. I love you. I care for you. I'm sorry that I, I, I fed you the wrong thing or I put you in the wrong situation or, or I brutally forced this this refrigerator that was too much and you hurt yourself. You broke your, I broke my thumb once trying to help somebody move on a Saturday. Anyway, uh, would you please read that? Yeah, um, you mean you want me to read the, the, the ending again? The ending part? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, one day some parents brought their little children to Jesus so he could touch and bless them. But when the disciples saw this, they scolded the parents for bothering him. Then Jesus called for the little children, for the children, and said to the disciples, Let the children come to me. Don't stop them, for the kingdom of God belongs to those who are like these children. I tell you the truth, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom of God like a child will never enter it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear here that, you know, our faith should be like a child. You know, and Fernando, you did a good job telling the story about the bicycle, how you just believed and kept asking your dad for what you needed or wanted or what the desire of your heart was in this situation for you and a bike. But, um, you know, we, you know, we got to put ourselves and act like a child. You know, hey, daddy, like you said, I think that's a great way to put it. Daddy, I need this. Daddy, you know, daddy wants us to call on daddy, not to call on somebody else. You know, he wants to be the first, given the first opportunity, not, I believe. Not your credit card. Yeah. So, um, you know, and, and a child expects. So you got to put yourself in expectation mode. You got to change your, your mindset. Don't speak words of, oh, we're never going to be able to afford that new house. Or, oh, I'll always have this broken down car. Or, oh, I'll always have truck. this, this uh, diabetes, whatever. No, you got to change your words around and you got to believe and trust like and a child does. And keep, and keep seeing it happening for you. Yes. Keep seeing it. Yes, yes. Beautiful. 
But, you know, um, you and even just saying to yourself, I believe I receive my new truck. I believe I receive my healing. You got to be in believing and receiving mode also. How hard is it to believe it? If you say it, it five times, you're already there. Yeah, you, you started the process. Yeah, you got to know that you know in your spirit, hey, God's a good God. God wants to be kind to you. And that's where we all struggle sometimes. We think God wants to punish us because of what we've been taught earlier in life. And that's a lie. God longs to take care of your needs. You know, we have, uh, you know, the scripture says that the, the angels will um, heed to his word. When you pray the word of God, you you know, you got you want to put those angels on assignment for your need. And they'll go take care of that when they hear the word of God. We can't walk, walk around wallowing, oh, this is not good. Why is that person good? No, you got to say, that's mine. Jesus paid for it. I believe I receive it. The supply is there. It's a done deal. And walk like that. Don't cancel your faith out with your words. Don't. So words matter. What you're speaking matters. And speaking the word of God is the truth of the matter. So, you know, before you respond, go to, what does the Bible say about that? God says he's going to meet all your needs according to his riches and his glory by Christ Jesus. It's, it's through the work of Jesus that that's happened. But, you know, he's he's got more, more riches than the world. I mean, he owns everything. And imagine tapping into that supply. See yourself like a kid in a candy store. Which candy do I pick? Daddy, you know? I, want the, <laughs> I want that new pickup red truck Ford. Yeah, so you just... You so just I could take my recycle to the recycle center. Yeah, you, so just, you know, I, I just know a friend who who taps into this all the time because she's like a child, like Faith. And she's had a lot of obstacles come her way, but every time, you know, she started to thank God for her situations and her problems. I mean, she would really went through it, but you know what? In God a lot of ways, yeah. Like God has, yeah, responded like in many ways. I mean, a miracle after miracle after miracle. And now she's got a big real estate in Alaska or something. No, right? she's going to Canada to Canada. help her parents. She's able, she's in a position to go help the mission that God is putting her on. Go be with your family. You've been away from them too long. They need help. They're in their 90s or 85s or whatever. And she has resources yeah. to go yeah. and make change. Her yeah, I mean, grow. every time I checked in with her, well, I just got a settlement check from Lyft and I just got a settlement check from, from Uber because she was working with them. I got my loan forgiven. She's got an apartment where she doesn't have to pay, you know, much she, rent. She had cancer? Yeah, she had cancer. She has a vehicle she's trotting around before they didn't, you know. I mean, I can just tell you, she even got scammed out of $10,000 on her own fault. And you know what she said? Well, God, I thank you that that happened. And she just stood in that. She camped out there. And um, thank lo you God, and behold, yeah, I thank, thank you, God, that, you know... You know, you can, you can, you can restore a return or whatever. And lo and behold, that money came back into her account. They figured it out and she got her, and it was $10,000. I mean, we're talking in thousands of dollars here. We're not talking about a hundred bucks, you know? So it's her thing. I believe I receive. Lord, I believe I receive. I mean, she comes to my house here and we, we make a ruckus about that. We just get excited. We kind of dance around and laugh and giggle for a long time because we're being childlike, believing God is going to meet 
the needs. Daddy, I believe I received. Dad, I believe I received. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy, I believe I received yeah. the pickup truck. I believe I see it. I receive it. You know. Well, thank you, God. Yeah, thank you. God thank for you. It. So, and, and she wasn't like that before. She was just thank going through a hard it. time. So we're just grateful thank to see somebody prosper. Amen. Hey, yeah, we're beautiful? grateful to see beautiful her teaching. prosper. Beautiful yeah. teaching today. This was a wonderful teaching today. I thoroughly enjoyed the components of it and just, uh, you know, talking about the the righteousness that we receive by faith through Jesus' finished blood and just how he says, mm-hmm. never give up, Fernando. Don't give up on that new truck, okay? And how he, and he wants us to be like children, you know? He wants to even do hidden desires of your heart. So what can I do? My on my side, I can buy uh, mats for it. I can buy a license plate for it ahead of time. I can buy, you know, things that uh, that go with that pickup truck, like I did before. We were going to go Hawaii. We bought things to go to Hawaii. We didn't have how to get there. We bought um, shoes to walk on coral. We bought. Remember those shoes? Yeah. I said. Yeah. I come home with them, and he said, "What are you doing with those floppers?" And I said, "We're going to walk them. on the on the uh, yeah. coral yeah. in Hawaii with yeah. them." And we sure did, didn't we? Yeah, and I also remember how we were walking from the store. I don't know, go Sprouts. We didn't have a car. We didn't have a car. We're walking and we're thanking the Lord for all the wonderful things He's done for us over the years, and boom. What happens? We get a text message. Our friends are inviting us to Hawaii. What about when we prayed for good weather? We were having an outside wedding in October, no, February the 14th, uh, right by uh, San Pedro, out by the water. And according to the forecast, it was going to be gloomy and cloudy mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. rainy and cold. cold. Yeah. And it's February 14th, by the way. It's winter time. Who does a wedding outside at that time? So Anna and I, (laughs) did we fast for seven days? Yes, we did. What's fasting to you? Uh, Fasting is not eating for seven days. Drinking water only? Uh, We drank coffee, didn't we? I don't remember. Okay, yeah. Just drinking water only, yeah. And praying and praying. So what happened that day? Well, it was a beautiful day, 80 degree weather. What happened the day before? It was cold. And the day after? It was cold. And a year later, we went back around the same time, and it was cold. So, you know, I got to go back to prayer will work. We can influence things. We can change salvation for people. We can we can just believe for a good outcome. You know, we can expect good to happen for our situations. We really can. You know, we have, you and I, since you and I were joined together in marriage, we have seen miracles happen, many big ones, big Miracles of finances, miracles of health for our family members, you know, uh, protection for our family members. We have just seen miracles for the people you work with that need sobriety. We've just... I just told my brother-in-law, I said, you were an answer to prayer. Yes. Because my sister-in-law's house needed a lot of uh, tinkering, you know. Yes, a lot of... Air conditioning, electrical system, the pool... A lot of maintenance that only a construction guy can do. Yeah. And he came in and a soft heart and you know, it yeah. hasn't it hasn't been easy, of course, no. you know. No. He had to eat a lot of crow, she needed to eat a lot of crow, but he's still there and consistently a God fearing heart. Yeah. 
So and he is taking care of all. The, and right. I told him, I said, "Hey, you were answered to prayer." Yeah. You know, I. They would have been calling me to fix those things. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, it's um, it's amazing. It's wonderful to be into the under the kingdom of God. You know, like a child with expectation. And you know, I I when I read this, I read something here. It says, "I tell you the truth. Anyone who doesn't receive." The kingdom of God, like a child, will never enter it. Okay, you might believe in Jesus. Okay, a fairy tale. There's very no. There's very many people who yeah he, they believe, but entering the kingdom of God has many many benefits. You know, there's a you know legions of angels to to supply to help you on earth. Um, there are. Um, Health benefits, because the Bible says when you read the word and you, you know, Jesus has healed you and he's renewing your youth. I mean, there's so many things. There's provision. There's favor over that job offer. You know, there is um, favor, protection, healing, peace. Wow. You could have $10 million in the bank and have no peace because, yeah, you might believe in Jesus and, yeah, you got a big bank account, but you're not... You're not entering the kingdom like a child does. You know, the scripture says, my peace I give to you. Be the child. I believe I receive my peace in the most stressful time. So that is, that's why we read the word. Says, I tell you the truth. When Jesus says that, he says, anyone who doesn't receive the kingdom like a child, be that child in the candy store. The supply is never ending in heaven that Jesus has brought for you. And there's supply for healing. There's supply for finances. There's there's just an enormous, never runs out. I don't know about you, but during COVID, the stores were running out, right? So it's not like that in heaven. We can't, we can't be afraid because there's no toilet paper on the shelf. We got to say, ah, just relax. Daddy's got it, you know? So, you know, practice that. Practice that. You're the, be a kid. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 70 years old listening to this. It doesn't matter if you're 50, it, you know? What matters is, you know, um, that you, you're, you're back in your childlike state of believing and trusting so easily. And that's the beauty of hanging out with children sometimes. They believe, you know, they believe that their auntie's going to get them this. Because you know how you get infected with children with believing? Mm. You start acting like one. Oh yeah. You drop all your resistance and you play and you're believing. You're in yeah. state of believing when mm. you hang around believing little kids. Yeah, I love I mean, it. I'm happier, I'm joyful yeah. and, and you know, when I act like a clown yeah. because I'm having I'm believing. I'm yes. in state of believing. Yes. yes. Amen. Okay, well, I think let's read the Psalms. I think we just hit that point pretty good. <laughs> Okay, Psalm 85, 1 to 13, it says, Lord, okay, it says, pray Psalm 85 on behalf of all of God's people. And it says, Lord, you poured out blessings on your land. You restored the fortunes of Israel. You forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all their sins. You held back your furry and you kept back your blazing anger. Now restore us again. O God of our salvation, will you be angry with us always? Will you prolong your wrath to all generations? 
Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people. But let them not return to their foolish ways. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. So our land will be filled with his glory. Unfailing love and truth have been met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth springs up from the earth and righteousness smiles down from heaven. Wow. Yes, the Lord pours down his blessings. Our land will yield its bountiful harvest. Amen. Righteousness goes as a herald before him, preparing the way for his steps. Amen. Thank you, Lord. That's wonderful. And Proverbs 13, 7 to 8 says, Some who are poor pretend to be rich. Others who are rich pretend to be poor. Interesting. (laughs) Um, The rich can pay a ransom for their lives, but the poor won't even get threatened. Wow. Wonderful reading, huh? Amen. It's kind of like having so much toys. They they captivate you. And then the, the poor man is free. Amen. <laughs> So that was Thank good. you so much for coming on today. Thank May you. The God Lord bless, bless you. you and keep you and make his face to shine upon yes, you. Be gracious yes. unto you. Lift up his counts and give you yes. peace and joy. Amen. 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 Thank, you, Jesus. Thank you so much.